0: Box Officer Podcast with Mel McKay and Derek Zemrak.
1: Happy Friday, Derek Zemrak. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Good. Yep. It's a big weekend. Black <laughs> Panther has a sequel out. Oh my God. Yep. <laughs> and the
0: California Film Festival. But... Yes!
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which opened last night for a fantastic audience, and uh, it was just absolutely amazing. So It goes know, through gotta...
1: Thursday. C-A-I-F-F <laughs> <laughs> dot org for the schedule and all access passes.
0: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Highly anticipated film from Disney. Uh, the original Black Panther came out in 2018 and just blew everybody away. Directed by Ryan Coogler who's from Oakland, what? California. <laughs> this time around he had the huge obstacle in front of him. He had already written the script and as we know that Chaswick yeah. Bosman passed away with colon cancer. So now as a director you're sitting there what do I do especially as the writer to make it into the movie. So here we go.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. 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 So He had to write it in there that the Black Panther passed away (sighs) and that how they grieve. So this movie is pretty intense and dialogue heavy and you feel for the actors are they really grieving the script or are they grieving the actual passing of chaswick so it's Mm. an an emotional roller coaster with all kinds of special effects and i thought it was beautifully done i don't think that it's as strong as the first one because there was you can tell there's some sense of confusion that's going on in the film itself Mm. now it's two hours and 42 minutes which is a little bit long. Um, There's some great performances and you know and I really truly have to give it up to Letitia Wright. She's the lead actress. She did fantastic because it's like she, it's now her movie. Mm. The, pre, the early one, she was, you know, a sub-character, you know, a yeah. supporting role, <laughs> even a sub-supporting role. So all of a sudden, she has to carry this film and what a, you know, a project to be able to take on. And she does it marvelously. So the, all the acting, Lapita's in it again. Now, every time Lapita's in a film, I mean, it's absolutely, she's phenomenal yeah. anyways. Yeah. And she comes in at the right time in this movie because you're like kind of slow and a lot of dialogue having And Lapita comes in and it's like, boom, okay, this is great. Now, when I saw this scene, I said, okay, there's the Oscar clip. (laughs) You know, you can always pick those out. And that's from Angela Bassett. It's unbelievable performance. She's not in the movie a a whole lot, but that one scene where she's doing there's a a grieving scene, it is phenomenal, and you're going to see that at the Oscars. I do believe that. Mm. So overall, I thought the movie was good, but I think the use of water, the enemies against them, you know, live underwater. They can't say it's Atlantis, although in the comic book it does say it's... It's Atlantis, but it's not Atlantis, okay? okay? And the the people are blue, so James Cameron is probably really mad right now because he's got a movie coming out in December with blue people, okay? So you're going to have that little conflict. But overall, I thought the movie's entertaining. The the shots with the blue, the cinematography, everything's there, but you can tell that the script wasn't what they wanted to make. So I am still giving this a strong three slates out of five, Good. but it's not the Black Panther that you saw uh, four years ago now. But honestly, (laughs) I
1: think that all of us want to take the time to grieve Chad and grieve that character. So I give props to Ryan for turning it around and not just completely ignoring. You can't ignore that character! Have no. To do something massive. And they said from the beginning that he would not be recast, that no one else could play Black Panther. Three slates is not bad, my friend. Not bad it's at not all. Not bad.
0: Not bad from me, right? Yeah, from bad. you, for sure.
1: <laughs> okay. And so the California Independent Film Festival is underway now. You can go to CAIFF.org. There's tons happening, including some very special guests. And on the podcast, who are we interviewing?
0: Uh, Christopher Knight, you may very know up. him best from the Brady Bunch, uh, <laughs> Peter Brady. But he has now moved into film uh, producing and uh, some directing along the way. So he has a wonderful documentary called True Love, the Film. And it is is an amazing, touching documentary about a young lady with Williams Syndrome.
1: We'll just wait <laughs> here for Christopher to call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, this is Chris Knight calling in. Do I have the right number?
1: Yes, you do. Hi, Chris. How are you? Derek Zemmerich is also on the line.
2: Well, how about that? What a coincidence. <laughs> um, Hi, Chris. How are you? It's true because we were supposed to do an interview together.
1: It's like, it's yep. like we planned this.
0: <laughs> you
2: know. <laughs> yep, you know, sometimes plans do come together.
1: I'm super psyched to talk to you. I love you. I think you're fantastic. Your work on stage, oh, your former reality show—I mean, I just think you're the best. And now you're getting behind the scenes. I yeah. understand. So I'm going to let the film expert, Derek, kind of take over this interview.
0: Well, first oh, of all, yeah. we got to say uh, a belated happy birthday, Chris, uh, two days ago. Oh my so- God! I mean, we, we,
2: we actually don't have to acknowledge that, right? Because <laughs> at this point, there's no longer denying the facts. <laughs> But the numbers that I get associated with for time spent here on this planet can no longer be ignored. Well, they are large.
1: Well, I got to say, there's another reason I love you. My birthday was on the 6th. And I turned the big 5-0. I
2: I think I turned 52.
1: Okay, good. Yeah, hop on my age. Just be 50 with me.
2: I want as much a discount as I can get.
0: (laughs) What year did the Brady Bunch start? Was that, uh, what year? Seven.
1: Don't even go there, Derek. Stop making us feel old.
0: so, Chris, let's talk about the movie that you that you produced and how did that come about, True Love, the movie, the screening at the California um, Independent Film Festival this weekend on Sunday at 4 p.m. So.
2: <laughs> True Love, the film, a uh, documentary by former Prodigy Media production company I formed with Phil Viardo, my uh, very good friend. Uh, Sort of my my brother from another mother and Mm -hmm. another country. Phil and I became acquainted in uh, the, you know, somewhere around 2005. He approached me two years ago, actually, right before, you know, um, what year was that? 2019, the year before COVID, about uh, perhaps. Um, hooking up and joining and starting a production company and I reviewed my life and realized you know I've done all these other things in business but one of the things that I've never done is take time to endeavor behind the scenes as a producer in this business that I've had you know a a flirting relationship with for 55 years so it was about time you know Uh, he was going to be the point man, Uh, and I would be the guy behind the scenes, and and we started former Prodigy Media, and frankly, I'm not even the former prodigy in, you know, that the title is is winking at, it's Phil, because Phil, my partner, was a musical prodigy as as a young, you know, teen. As a piano player, uh, he actually was oh, wow. r- was from Russia and came here when he was uh, fourteen, I believe, when the wall came down. And um, so, uh, with no talent, he's blown <laughs> with talent. Stop. Nonetheless, <laughs> we're we're a good team. And the way that the, 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 that that we Love the film came about is when we started, he had his eye on this story that he became aware of uh, because of our associate. It was a, it was a uh, YouTube video, uh, books by kids, anyway. And, and, and his associate Amy showed him this this YouTube link this video of this young girl named Callie True Love and there was something remarkably special just about her and how she lit up not just the camera but the people around her and he he wanted to investigate her her life he had spent some time with her to validate that it wasn't just on camera that this this person was truly special and he wanted me to take a look at the video and then and then travel to meet her to see if this wouldn't be a, um, a story to tell because she had some unique gift that brought joy to everybody around her. She brought a smile to everyone's face. And, uh, you know, uh, we would soon go into COVID and the mm-hmm. angst suffered by all would grow. I mean, even at the time before COVID, you know, we were at each other's throats, it seems uh, in society. And there, there seems to be, I have an appetite for, and I'm assuming others do too, fair that that recalibrates us on, you know, care for our fellow human, uh, as a, as opposed to just naturally wanting to do battle. And she seemed right. to do that. She disarmed everybody around. Her. So there seemed to be a worthy story to tell. What we probably, or I didn't appreciate at the time, is she also had this this um, uh, chromosomal condition called Williams syndrome. I had never heard of Williams syndrome.
1: Neither Still have I. What what syndrome. is it, Chris?
2: Nobody has heard of Williams syndrome. Uh, it strikes one in uh, ten thousand people worldwide, regardless of race, creed, color, uh, uh, sex. It, 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 it's a it's a uh, malady of the chromosomes, missing uh, you know I think one to twenty seven different genes in Chromosome number seven, that renders these individuals with physical disabilities, uh, heart issues, hmm. They have a lot of limitations physically that they'll have to overcome. It's chromosomal, so you're born with it. And depending upon how, how much uh, or how many genes are altered, uh, it could be life-threatening wow. and very limiting. But it also leads, and I didn't recognize that it was, you know possibly all those affected with Williams with this personality, um, not a defect. I would call it an affect <laughs> that, you know, that we can all learn from. And this, this joy of living and, and the ability to give hope and friendship to all around them. They have what they call par- party personalities. They're gifted in music, by and large. Uh, very communicative, very social. So that that's like her. And, and her it superpower. turns out that it's not just her; it, it wasn't just her. So we took her on a journey to meet others. Now she had uh, over the last, uh, you know, since I think that she did the video in 2014, and um, those few years had quite a, um, a YouTube following, not just of individuals who themselves had Williams, um, but but other individuals who just loved watching and feeling that what she had to say was was uplifting and positive so she had a great following um but she had never really traveled to meet others with williams herself she had never been to the williams syndrome conference and our concept for our documentary was that's where it was going to end up, mm. at the Williams Syndrome uh, annual conference, but unfortunately that part never happened because of COVID. Uh, nonetheless, we were able to complete our filming for the story.
0: Oh, I think it's wonderful that you bring in the, this awareness for this special disease that a lot of people don't know about, but um, also you had a lot of celebrities also come on board for the documentary, oh. which is also very interesting. And What was the connection with, the, with those celebrities? Well, the connection was actually through the Grand Ole Opera, oh, who wow. okay. um,
2: that is all their film, as a matter of fact. They have this annual event where they invite in a, a, a group, I think it's 25 or so, of, of, the, of those individuals with Williams, and they're not just kids, they're adults as well. Because, again, they have this uh, musical ability, if you will, but they bring them into the Grand Ole Opry to actually get on stage mm. and perform. It's a life-affirming event for those that are affected, and it's not just for Williams, but they uh, they have done it for a number of years, and it's proving to be quite popular with the community and it presented us with with, with this uh, this library of film that has taken place, but through you, you see the effect that it has on on, on you know these um, very large you know country western you know uh, stars and the entire community by being on stage and how they're just very generous and giving their time, their energy. The course of course, the movie things that I didn't know as well about about uh, affectations like this and medical conditions like this, and how they all have to then struggle for their piece of the pie the, uh. the, their piece of the pie being the, the funds to, to treat those. you know they fight amongst each other for that pie, Wow you know, whether it be Down syndrome and the uh, cystic fibrosis or um, whatever it might be, they all you know if there's if there's a fund to help all those they all then have to share it
1: but that on top of all of the issues that they had to go through to even get diagnosed with this rare thing the struggle with going to doctor after doctor after doctor going something's wrong and it taking forever to even be diagnosed and then for them to be no help after actually getting a diagnosis that's heartbreaking
2: well absolutely then you learn that you learn that you're on your own and you're going to have to figure out where the funds are going to come from from your own you know resources Um, because the government isn't stepping forward and letting you share in funds that are there for others with similar but different uh maladies that Mm. have you know that are checked off on on their list uh you know that it's archaic and this is where you know government and the bureaucracy and you know is infuriating uh because it shouldn't take very long to add them to the list so that they are able to you know enjoy some of those funds that are that are socked by by our government that we want them to have available for those with disabilities because clearly these individuals have it have have a disability although our our star callie true love and there's another thing when we were debating whether or not we should go forward with the story, her real name was True Love. Oh my God. This is a child as well, not <laughs> just bringing love and and smiles to people's faces. <laughs> She, she has a hobby, and that is finding hearts <laughs> everywhere in life. You know, if there's a wow. photograph, or, you know, if she sees something on the ground that's heart-shaped or takes a picture of it and shares it. Oh, my um, God, I love it. But, and it's it kind I of effective it in its own right because it's like it, you know, it, it makes you start looking around realizing that there's things to be seen yeah. that we're passing every day. And that's one of the lessons I've learned from Callie is enjoy every day. Uh, she, you know, is very lucky. Um, there wasn't much hope originally when she was uh a child mm-hmm. that, that she would make her first birthday and wow. here she is now 17. i have that right i think she's what? 17 now
0: i can't wait to see it now, i can tell you yeah
2: be more respectful and friendly
0: toward one another. Yes. I can tell you firsthand that this documentary is wonderful and everybody should take a look at it uh, on Sunday mm-hmm. at 4 o'clock at the Orenda Theater as part of the California Independent Film Festival. You will not be disappointed and Chris will be there in person so you can hear a lot more stories of behind the scenes and how this documentary meant to him and Phil for making it. So.
1: I love it so much. CAIFF.org. Christopher Knight, what a pleasure. Thank you for being on the podcast.
2: The pleasure was all mine. I look forward to Sunday. I Thank you for giving me the time.
1: Stream the Box Officer now at KKIQ.com and Apple and Google Podcasts.